Hello, all the fans of entrepreneurship. Uh, welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. My name again is Jeffrey Davis, and I am also CEO and founder of Mage LLC, management consulting firm working with entrepreneurs and leaders of privately held family businesses, nonprofits since 1985. Kind of interesting when you think about it. It's a, it's been a long ride. Uh, our returning guest, not since 1985, Amy Sperling, CEO of Compt. Welcome back, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. Good. I know last time you were on, I had a, my, my business partner was a, a guest host interviewing you. So I missed the interview. So tell us about Compt. Sure. Compt is a platform that allows companies to offer inclusive employee perks. Uh, you know, I started my career as a CFO and COO. So managing all this stuff, seeing what a mess it created in companies and wanted to figure out a solution through software that allows every employee to be able to do something different, but for it to also be tax compliant and meet the needs of the finance and HR teams too. So that's what we're building here. Okay. So you started to open up my brain to understanding what you do. Can we use Nathan, my producer, as our guinea pig because he's an employee, HR benefits. How would Nathan benefit from your services? Sure. So what used to happen and what is still happening to some extent is companies would say, hey, you know what? 80% of our compensation is our salary and our health insurance, but it's this last 20% where we're going to compete for talent. So you want to keep Nathan on your team. You've got to figure out how to make sure that his offering is more attractive than what another company's offering. You could either pull in, you know, let's say you pulled in dog walking and student loan forgiveness and childcare, and maybe none of that's interesting to Nathan. So that's not very helpful because most of those things would have very low utilization. If you used Compt instead, you could say, hey, you've got a hundred bucks this quarter to spend on wellness or family or travel. And Nathan could choose his own adventure, go spend it where he wants, be super happy. And you get the benefit of actually having employee perks that everyone will use. Well, Nathan actually practices two philosophies. Uh, He practices the Tom Cruise philosophy, show me the money. And number two, don't talk to me. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. If you asked every single employee, myself included. I'm joking, of course. But but you're not wrong. You're touching on something that's really interesting. You ask every single employee in the entire country, myself included, would you rather have perks or money? Every single person, again, myself included, would say, show me the money. The reality, though, is that when you look at the behavior patterns that are driven by that, it's very different from an employee retention perspective. $100 a quarter is not going to retain Nathan and his paycheck uh, versus being able to say, hey, you know what? My company just paid for this massage or my gym membership, or maybe I got a babysitter for the night. Psychologically, it's very, very different. Uh, Google actually did an A-B test on their own team, the show me the money versus the employee perks. And they found that the employee perks folks were actually retained like four times higher than the show me the money people. Well, that's interesting. You know, we do do a segment uh, with Mark Zwetschkenbaum, who has Mark's legal placement. He does a legal placement firm. And he's saying that HR benefits have a greater influence over the last year than they than they did a couple of years ago. The, because of culture, uh, people and, and I don't think people are worried about salary up until now, until the Great Reset. Salaries were going up. They were more concerned with is this place providing the environment that I really wanted and all the perks I wanted? I don't know. The pendulum is always swinging. So I assume it's going to swing some more as the economy continues to change. Maybe. The, th- the reality, though, is that 
companies are in a competitive set are going to be paying about the same. So you're not going to be competing for talent based on salary. Candidates Google what they should be making. They walk in the door and they ask for that. And if you don't pay it, they'll go to your competitor up the street. So I don't think that employee perks get less important over the next, you know, X number of years. I mean, a lot of businesses that we worked with went through really hard times in the last two and a half years. Hotel chains, uh, retail shops, coffee coffee shops, those have historically very high turnover. And some of them were even closed for periods of time over the past two years. But this was still a critical way to retain those folks, even when the business was having a hard time. Wow. And what are the trends in your industry? Is are things do you expect? And I sort of just implied that with my last question. What kind of major changes are you seeing in the next year? I think there's going to be this continued move towards inclusivity, where it's not. I mean, you cannot afford to have a perk strategy that doesn't work because you're just spending money on things that the team doesn't want, and so it doesn't solve for the retention factor, and it's really expensive. That's where you start. Xing things. Uh, you know, I was a CFO in 2008. The first thing you cut is employee perks. I get that. That's why we built the platform. We, the way I we thought did. it was the management consultant. Oh, those never made it in the door in my building. <laughs> those, <laughs> those were cut way before we even got there. I'm just teasing. The, um, I better get a thick skin. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> the, um, but the, the reality, like when you start looking at what companies are going to need to do to take care of the people that they have, especially in this distributed workforce, they've got to find a way to do this in a very budget conscious way. And so that's where having this mishmash of things you're paying for just doesn't work. And, but you've got to do something because otherwise, you know, just be happy. You've got a salary is, I mean, those days, I mean, that was gone 10 years ago. Amy, you know, you're a CFO. Uh, there's always a big demand for CFOs in this region of the country. Uh, two things. Why the change? Mm-hmm. Two, uh, being an entrepreneur. That's not being a CFO. CFO is usually in support of an entrepreneur. Correct. So All of my prior companies, the I was the first kind of executive hire in uh, to support a founding CEO. Uh, so that was my job for you know, 15, 20 years before starting comps myself. Uh, it's You're still in an entrepreneurial environment, but you're not the founder. And so there's a different type of, this is just a different mindset uh, when you go in uh, I wanted to start this company in particular, like I'm not planning on starting 10 companies in my lifetime. That's not my thing. This is what I wanted to build. And I needed it because as a CFO, so as somebody who was sitting over finance and HR and managing these groups, part of my job was to figure out how you scale these companies, which is all about your people when you're talking about tech companies in particular. To be able to do that in this kind of world you need to have the tools available to you that reach all of those employees and do that in a really balanced and fair way across the team. And those tools just didn't exist. And I was really frustrated for about three years. I was Googling for somebody to, you know, I was kept looking for the platform. Like, all right, somebody's going to build this thing. I was talking to other CFOs and it just wasn't getting built. So I decided to go build it because I didn't know how to scale another team without something like this. It's a critical piece of the compensation component. Oh, that's, that's all very interesting. So is it just you? I mean, you, the software, oh, no. how yeah, many no. people are in the organization? 
All right, now, well, we just closed our Series A a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so right now we're 13, 14 people, but doubling this year. And what to, are there specific industries, size of companies that sort of fit the proper target or is this a psychographic no. or a demographic? It's anybody who's looking to hire or retain people, which is everyone. So a lot of our customers are very compliance driven. So if you don't care about an audit or tax compliance, we're probably not a fit for you, but most companies are, especially larger companies. You also look at like, we've got a lot of manufacturing and construction companies coming in right now who didn't historically do employee perks, but they're struggling to hire and retain. So they're having to take a new hard look at their approach to compensation. And it's not just adding, you know, salaries just don't have this forever up reaching, you know, you can't just keep adding and adding and adding and still have a business. Uh, and we see that, um, that's been a huge shift. A large portion of our customers also have an international component because our platform works globally. So you need to have a US presence, doesn't have to be your headquarters, but you can have a consistent program globally with different time zones and currencies and all of that good stuff for the team. Well, again, my, my last question would be about how you're selling because I'm thinking you, know, you could sell direct, you could sell online, you could sell through partners. How do you, how yep. do you like to sell or is it a combination? It is a combination. Uh, we do a lot of direct selling to customers, but we also have a really solid partner program, you know, working with both, you know, payroll providers. So ADP, UKG, companies like that, and then also benefit brokers as well, where we've got, you know, benefit brokers that are customers that are on our board, that are investors. I, uh, you know, they're very interested in what's happening in this space. Yeah. That's great. So, and you also have a board of directors. That's good. Correct. I just uh, just created a new board of directors this week with a law firm for a client. So nice. I think that's very important. Uh, we've been speaking with Amy Sperling, CEO of Compt. Amy, if someone wants to know more about Compt, how do they find you? Sure. They can check out our website, uh, compt.io, C-O-M-P-T.io, or they can reach out to me, amy at compt.io. Well, I want to thank you for being on Radio Entrepreneurs, and I'm sure we'll see you again. Uh, and we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this short break. <laughs> 